Sifter for the ear. News, interviews, reviews, cinema, TV, streaming. Action. Hi, y'all. This is Jerry Williams, a.k.a. TV Jerry. Today's show is crammed, so let's jump right in. Chrissy Offit worked in Richmond's production community before she headed out to L.A., where she was involved with lots of shows and people. Most notably, she was an enjoyable side character in Denise Richards' reality show. She's got lots of dish and a few expletives, if that's an issue, so we'll get with her right after this review. Sifter Review of the Week One Day on Netflix Leo Woodall and Ambika Maud play graduating college students who connect one night. There's an undeniable chemistry, but he's off to Europe, so their friendship remains distant. The story follows the on-off developments of their relationship on the same day every year. Will they get deeper or just remain close buds? Woodall and Maud not only capture the frisson that keeps promising more, they turn in nuanced and captivating performances. Some episodes are more compelling than others, while the narrative sometimes seems to wander off course. Also, her family is mostly ignored, while his gets supporting roles. Through it all, this duo is the show's strong point, and their evolving relationship is what makes this dramedy most effective. I gave one day three out of five stars. Miss Chrissy Offit, how did you get in the business? How did you decide you wanted to be in showbiz, whatever you want to call it? Oh, you know, okay. So do you remember Chris Curl? No. She was on the news in DC. I grew up in Northern Virginia. I thought she was cool. She was a journalist. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a journalist. It's going to be awesome. And then I was a little bit of a song dance little kid, you know, did a little did a turn as Maria Von Trapp in fifth grade. I was transcendent. Oh. Oh, I was um, going to ask you if you ever played a broccoli or anything. Oh, bitch. I was the star, honey. <laughs> never. Never. You were the main core. You were the entree. <laughs> yeah. No, there was no broccoli for me. Well, did you start your career in Northern Virginia? So I went to uh, University of Georgia, majoring in journalism. And then I realized, ooh, behind the camera is so much fun. Like, I, So I got into editing and I edited a show for the University of Georgia. I can't remember the name of it, but it was nominated for a college Emmy. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it was. I wrote it and produced it and I was in it and it was called Alternative Sports and it was on like croquet, polo and I don't know, whitewater rafting or some bullshit. And so then I graduated and then I went to D.C. I got my first job in production at a place called Richfield Productions. So my Venn diagram of Richmond was very easy to get from D.C., for graduating and then down to, to Richmond was very easy, which also involved an affair with a married man. But that's a whole other story. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, but, but <laughs> Surprise guest drop in. Speaking of non-married men and Richmond, somebody dropped in to say hello. <laughs> the Venn diagram of awesome. Hi, Hold Barry. On. Footnote. Barry Privet is the songwriter and lead vocalist for the popular Richmond-based band Carbon Leaf. Hi, buddy. How are you? Good. Barry, do y'all remember how you met? What your first impression was when you met Miss Christine? So we met through our guitarist and, uh, yeah, became fast friends, which is hard hard not to do with Chrissy. <laughs> when I take my relatives to see your band, I say, that guy used to buy my toilet paper because he used to go to Costco. And I was there when you guys used the copy machine to make your carbon leaf leaflets <laughs> and pamphlets and all that oh, stuff. 
Yeah, back in the analog days when we were doing everything with copy and stuff by hand. Yeah, using all the available resources. There you <laughs> go. Right. And Chrissy, I don't know if you realize that Barry actually acted for me in several videos. We did a whole series for AMF Bowling, and Barry was wonderful in it. That was back in the good old days. You know, you could make a living making uh, training films and things like that. <laughs> yeah. We had our off-screen job. Say what? Sweetie, we played husband and wife in a little movie called Cherry Falls. Footnote. Cherry Falls was shot in Richmond in the late 90s and starred Brittany Murphy, Jay Moore, and Michael Bean. So you and I were the parents of a girl that got murdered. It might have been Brittany Murphy because the day no, I met her. No, it wasn't Brittany. I think we might have been Brie Larson's parents. I remember being on set and there was this scene that we were sitting in this restaurant with a white tablecloth and the action for us is to be talking and I'm I'm talking with my hands, right? So there's like these close-ups of my hands and then my hand is supposed to hit the wine glass and spill the red wine all over the white tablecloth, you know, heavy symbolism there, right? Right, yeah. right. And they would reset the table every time I'd spill the wine over, and they were like, do it again, do it again. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, that's crazy. Well, you have Christy thank for that role, don't you? Yeah, and then were you with us at Curry Street Cafe when Michael Bean and his entourage came in? And, I don't um, know if I was there the night Michael Bean and his entourage came, but I'm going to tell this story because it needs to be told because it's hilarious. Okay. So I was assistant production coordinator and Michael Bean had gone to set and he was dressed as a cop and he was covered in blood. And he told everyone that his mother died and he got wasted. He was hammered, drunk off his ass. Sorry, Michael yeah. Bean. I don't, come for me. I don't care. <laughs> he was hammered. We were all worried about him and he was fragile and this poor man has lost his mother Anyway, this man called the production trailer and I said, you know, Cherry Falls. And he said, my son, Mickey Bean, is in Richmond, Virginia right now on your movie. My wife is standing next to me cooking hot dogs for our <laughs> grandchildren. <laughs> she, I think someone had called the house or sent them flowers or something. Oh, wow. Anyway, okay. the next day, I had to go to court in downtown Richmond and bail michael bean out of jail wow <laughs> yeah i have got good michael bean stories oh my goodness for what, sure what do you have any good barry privet stories before we let him go <laughs> we, no i mean we were very close friends i think we danced around a pretend romance at some point i don't feel bad <laughs> saying that and when you boys came out here for the american music awards right we got to go in the limousine cool. i mean she wanted to make sure when we did this uh this ama music award performance that you know we we all looked good we all had like the right wardrobe and so i <laughs> speaking of wishberry what's going on with carbon leaf by the way carbon leaf is just finished up a tour the fall tour season and we are launching a new album in 2024 so we, we're kind of finishing the touches on that We'll be out on the road at some point this year with a new record, which is exciting. Um, you know, people don't make records anymore, but we did. <laughs> uh, cool, cool. Well, Barry, I want to thank you for dropping in. I'm sure Chrissy was very surprised and delighted to hear from you since he can't see you. Richmond misses you, but uh, you know, <laughs> don't stay away too long. Oh, you're sweet. All right. Well, I love you. I miss you. I'll talk to you soon. I love you too. And um, thanks, Jerry, for having me on. Bye, Barry. Good Bye, to talk Barry. to you. Okay, now we were in Northern Virginia and we had just gotten you down to Richmond, I think. I found out that they were going to have a Henninger Richmond. Footnote. Henninger is a production company based in Washington, D.C. that had a branch here for a few years. So I started totally spamming 
Cheryl Ross Loggy, I would send her resumes, like one for Thanksgiving, one for Christmas. Right. And I found out we were both Pi Beta Phi's. We were in the same sorority. And she finally just said, oh, fine. And then I was the receptionist there. So that must have been where I met you. That probably was. You're right. I want to get to the movie stuff because that's the fun stuff. You worked on Hearts in Atlantis? Footnote. Hearts in Atlantis, also shot in Richmond in 1999, starred Anthony Hopkins and Anton Yelchin. I was the um, art department coordinator. Wait, hold please. Footnote. Chrissy holds up a photo of her with Anthony Hopkins, which I'll have on the webpage for this show. There's me and Anthony Hopkins. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I got to meet him on Hearts in Atlantis. Great. And then Anton Yelchin. Footnote. Anton Yeltsin was a promising young actor who died tragically when his parked car rolled over him. Oh, I loved him. He was such a wonderful oh, actor. He and he was such a nice little boy. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. his mother. Oh, my God. She would shout at him in Russian to make him cry on camera. It was wild. <laughs> True wow. story. So how did you get to L.A.? What made you decide I want to go out to the West Coast? We got in my Jeep and we said, okay, we're done with this movie. We're going to go out to LA and visit all our friends. Well, by the time we got to Needles, California, I'd already been offered a job. Oh, great. And I worked for Scott Hicks, the director. He was based out of Castle Rock. Footnote. Scott Hicks directed Hearts in Atlantis in Richmond and has helmed numerous other films, including Shine and Snow Falling on Cedars. And Castle Rock is a production company founded by Rob Reiner. Jeffrey Stott. I think he was the showrunner for Seinfeld. I had his office and I was on the phone with somebody. I think I was gossiping about somebody. And I said, oh, imagine that. No, and I, I think my feet were up. Like it was so right, cliche. Right. And, and I said, oh my God, he's so fucking cute. And Rob Reiner stuck his head in my office and I went, oh my God, um, hello. He's like, is this not Jeffrey's office anymore? And I said, no, 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 no. It, I, I work for Scott Higgs. Sorry. And he was like, no problem. And he poked his head out and then he poked his head back in and he said, so who's so fucking cute? (laughs) (laughs) Did you tell him? I can't, I think I just died of embarrassment. I was just like dead that Rob Reiner was right in front of me. And I did a lot of cool house sitting. I house sat for a woman from 20 something, Polly Draper and her husband, Michael Wolf. And Michael Wolf's kids are famous now. They're famous actors and they were the Naked Brothers band. Footnote. Michael Wolf was a producer and actor, and his sons are Alex and Nat, who starred in The Naked Brothers Band, about a tween rock band on Nickelodeon. And one Christmas, Polly Draper asked me to buy their Christmas presents, so I bought The Naked Brother Band some of their first guitars. Oh, cool. Now, I know you had lots of friends out there, and you told me that you had some friends, especially for your dog birthday parties? My buddy Tony was dating this young actor who's just real good looking and a lot younger than Tony. And his name was Matt Bomer. Okay. (laughs) And he's still good looking. And a really nice guy. I have a girlfriend that's a costumer and she just recently worked with him. And I said, is he still sweet? And she said, oh yeah, he's really sweet. He came to MacGuffin's like second or third birthday party. And then we went to my friend John's parents' 50th wedding anniversary. And Matt and Tony came and my mother came. And Matt and Tony made out the entire night oh, wow. at this very formal occasion. Wow. And I remember my mom just being like, I mean, I know Tony likes that boy, but they just need to give it a rest. <laughs> we are at a formal occasion. If you're going to get to kiss Matt Bomer. 
Any, anywhere, anytime, right? So let's move to Denise Richards. Tell me oh. what that was about, because she had that reality okay. show, right? Yeah. Footnote. Denise Richards was married to Charlie Sheen, and she starred in her own reality show after their divorce. And I helped with Denise's kids, who are now on OnlyFans. It was okay. not my fault. <laughs> a friend of mine from the roller derby was a production coordinator. She got me a job on the first season of Denise Richards, colon, It's Complicated. Right. And the big joke is, it's not that complicated. Um, <laughs> but we shot the first season at her house in Hidden Hills. The Kardashians, like this was Ryan Seacrest. I met Ryan because he was the executive producer. They would shoot the Kardashians part of the year and then they'd come over and shoot Denise. And then I got to be friendly with her. When season one wrapped up and then season two, she said, do you want to be my assistant? And then, and then you would get to be on the show. Right. And I said, you better fucking believe it, right? Absolutely. It was fun until it wasn't, right? Because when we, I was her assistant, it was great. Like, I loved the girls. I loved her dad. I loved the pets. On season one, she bred one of her pigs with a male pig, and she had all these baby pigs. My oh, first job for Denise Richards was getting all these baby pigs adopted. Oh, Lord. I had to drive all over Southern California getting all these pigs adopted. And I have to give myself a pat on the back because I got them all adopted. But then season two rolled around of the show and people liked me. Like people would recognize me. She had just gotten on Dancing with the Stars and she was doing a big press tour. And we were at Sirius XM and Gene Simmons was walking through Sirius XM. He walks in and he crawls over Denise to get to me. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and he said, hi, because I knew him from the roller derby. Is that a club or I don't know the roller derby? I'm a member of the roller derby. I'm Beth Penalty. I used to be um, a, a referee for Los Angeles Derby Dolls. Oh, okay. So this is a real, okay. Yeah, and his TV show... Gene Simmons' family, Jules, did an episode centered around Shannon being in the roller derby. Got so it. I knew him and Shannon and Gene from the roller derby. Anyway, Denise was not happy. I'm sure. It did not go well. Was that the end of your uh, stand on the show? Well, it, it, it was real close. And then the show had ended and the show got ultimately canceled. But that, that's Denise and I. We went to the Playboy Mansion. Oh, cool. It was for a Super Bowl party. And I remember we were going to watch the band or something was happening and she had left her purse. And there was like the guy that was in Blue Lagoon was there and Peter Brady and his wife were there. It was kind of just a cavalcade of B celebrities. Trust right. me. Anyway, Denise had left her purse and she goes, oh, Chrissy, would you go back and grab my purse? And I'm not famous. So I couldn't just walk into this area. I wasn't with Denise. And they said, ma'am, can we help you? I said, yeah, has anybody seen a bag of Charlie Sheen's money in there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why she didn't like me anymore. Um, <laughs> did you find the purse? Yes, absolutely we did. I think she just got sick of me and I kind of got big for my britches and people were enjoying me on the show and the editors were like, oh my God, we have so much good footage of you, but Denise won't let us use any of it because you're so funny and blah, blah, right, blah. Right, right, right. Where did you go next where you got some good stories? The next show I did was Celebrity Fit Club. Footnote. Celebrity Fit Club was a series that followed eight overweight celebrities as they tried to lose weight. I was actually a contender to be on Celebrity Fit Club 
but I wasn't famous enough and I wasn't fat enough. <laughs> so they made me, a, I ended up being one of the production people, which is great because I needed the money. Don't get me wrong. Right. I was very active in the reality scene. Like I did a lot of pilots for reality shows. I did some pilots for game shows with Mike Henry. Footnote. Mike Henry is a Richmonder who was the original voice of Cleveland on Family Guy. And I don't know if, you, if anybody fo follows me on social media, you will see the journey of my hair colors, which were for parts. So I did a show. I did a pilot. It was called like The Real Housewives of the CIA. or I don't remember what it was, but I was cast with three other women and we, we lived our real lives, but we were also supposed to be spies. Crazy. Uh, okay. And I, that's when I dyed my hair red because there was another woman named Christine on the show. Then I had to become Chrissy, which is when my name transitioned for the millionth time. And I dyed my hair red. Oh, and then wow. we did that. Then I did Denise's show with red hair. And then I dyed it brown for another part. And then they wanted to do reshoots on the pilot and i had to dye it back to red oh, great but every time i dyed my hair they paid me three thousand dollars wow it was great but that pilot i swear to god jerry i jumped out of a helicopter in the long beach harbor oh i wish i could see that pilot i never got to see the pilot i was gonna say it never aired did it they spent so much money that it never saw the light of day oh wait i have another i have another story we're gonna call this podcast Wait, I have another story. I had gotten my appendix out. It was at Cedar sinai It was so bougie. It was like the best three days of my life, getting my appendix out at Cedar sinai Great. But I was hopped up on drugs, and I went to my friend Lisa Albert's birthday party, which was at her house in West Hollywood. One of my main gays drove me to her house, and this woman opened the door, and she said, hi, I'm Maggie. And I said, oh, hi, I'm Chrissy. Where's Lisa? And she said, she's in the kitchen. So I went through and I was like, wow, Lisa, I don't know how wasted I am on drugs, but your friend Maggie looks just like Janice from Friends. And she said, my friend Maggie is Janice from Friends. Oh, wow. Footnote. Her full name is Maggie Wheeler, and she's best known for that role, although she's still acting, most recently in Archer. So I sat there at this dinner of like six people with Maggie Wheeler from Friends freaking the fuck out because I was such a big fan. And I ended up being Maggie's nanny. Oh, wow. Cool. For her two little kids. And I loved the TV show Friends. I still love the TV show Friends. And within the first couple years of moving to LA, I met every single cast member of Friends. Wow. Except for Courtney Cox. When I first moved here, I lived next door to Matt LeBlanc his kids or his stepkids or whatever they were, were running around on mini bikes, drove the dogs. I was dog sitting crazy. And then I met Matthew Perry at the Emmys one year when we went on Kelsey Grammer's ticket. My friend John worked for Kelsey. I met Lisa Kudrow at a hotel in New York when I worked for the guy that directed Hearts in Atlantis. Uh, Schwimmy, I met he directed a play in the Gaberhood, the Swish Alps, that I tell everybody you coined that phrase. And I'm sure I didn't, but whatever. I, I think it's from a friend of yours that lived uh, there. Oh, exactly. My college roommate, Tom Guthrie, who still lives out there. I met our Lord and Savior, Jennifer Aniston. I was at <laughs> Merrick's, and I used to hang out on the back porch at Merrick's. And what is Merrick's? Merrick's is 
the big the, I, you and I think we've eaten there together. Oh, before. we had brunch there the before Mexi Dirt Woman, right? The the Mexican restaurant. Oh, but I right. used to smoke cigarettes on the back porch with Jennifer Aniston, Catherine Keener, and Drew Barrymore. Wow. Because we were all fairy princesses, right? We were all <laughs> fag hags. We were all out there smoking with our friends. So I was sitting there with my main gay at the time, and Jen went out to get her car from valet. And I said, well, this is my big chance. I'm going to go talk to Jennifer fucking Aniston. So I walked out and I said, hi, my name's Chrissy. And she's like, oh, hi, I see you on the porch. And I said, I just, I wanted to tell you that I'm from, my family's from Springfield, Missouri. And she said, oh, and she, and that's when she was married to Brad Pitt. Oh, okay. And she said something like, oh, my man or the king, or she said something very cute about Brad. And I said, I just have to tell you this funny story. Brad's grandma and my grandma are at the same old folks home. And I think her name was Hazel. Who cares if it's true? And they would be sitting around talking and Mrs. Pitt would be like, well, my son, my grandson is in the movie business and my grandson this. My grandma would say, well, my granddaughter is in the movie business, too. <laughs> and at the time, I was just finishing up making grocery store commercials with you in oh, Richmond, wow. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, but right. to my grandmother, I was as famous and as important as Brad Pitt. Absolutely. So anyway, Jen was like, oh, my God, that's so good. She was like really kind of into the conversation. And I just kind of had shot my Jen Aniston wad. And I just walked away and I went back inside and Jennifer was just standing there. And my friend Chris said, well, you just blew off Jen Aniston. <laughs> she looks like she would have loved to have chit chatted with you a little bit longer. Of course to dovetail from meeting all the members of Friends and, and ultimately I married a cast member on the TV show Friends. Really? My current administration, my current husband, Jim right. Kundig, is cheese from Mac and Cheese from the episode where Joey has a TV show and he's Mac Machiavelli and he's working with the robot. My husband puppeteered that robot. Oh, wow. Isn't that amazing? I agree. And I'm married, and my husband is the Geico pig. Is he really? From Wee! He puppeteered that pig. Oh, cool. Speaking of celebrities, I think there was another Jerry in your life at some point. Oh, my gosh. So I did a show called Baggage, and it was a dating show. I did one episode, and what happens is, like, I was the bachelorette. And then they bring in these three men and they have three sets of luggage and they open up their small case. All right, Chrissy, could you live with this guy, you know, went to jail once or this guy did this or this guy did that. Right. And then you, you narrow it down to one bachelor. You have to expose your baggage. So the first time I did the show, my baggage was that I was obsessed with Santa Claus which I am. Okay, goodness. Could you handle her being into Santa? Could you handle it? Could you handle it? Could you handle it? And this mother plucker said, no, <laughs> I could not handle her liking Santa. And my great line, and maybe it was racially insensitive at the time, and maybe it still is, but I came up with this line at the end. I said, well, that's too bad because you were going to be my very own Blanta, <laughs> like black Santa. <laughs> oh, cool. I don't I've know. heard that. So how does this figure into Jerry Springer? He was the host. It was his show. Oh, oh, okay, okay. And then 
that episode was so popular, I got brought back for Baggage All-Stars. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and in that one, my baggage was that I was best friends with an old boyfriend, my friend Dennis Prezuera. And Dennis showed up and they were they showed him in the audience like, could you live with Chrissy being best friends with Dennis? And the guy was like, no. Jeez, no wonder the show was not a hit. It sounds it stupid. Was, it was kind of <laughs> stupid. But of course, me, I loved it. I got wardrobe. Yeah. I got makeup. I got paid. Sorry, spoiler alert, guys. People get paid for things like that. Yeah. Who would you say is the most famous person you met? I mean, Anthony Hopkins you, is hard to be. But that was in Richmond. I know. I know. Good old <laughs> Richmond. Someone that is actually a, literally a friend of mine is Jesse Plemons. <laughs> Footnote. Jesse Plemons is an actor who was most recently seen in Killers of the Flower Moon, but he's best known for Friday Night Lights and Fargo, where he met and married his wife, Kirsten Dunst. I mean, I went to stay with him in Austin, Texas, when he used to live there before he met Kirsten. We were really good friends. And hanging out with Mike Henry was fun because he, you know, Seth MacFarlane. Footnote. Seth MacFarlane created the animated comedy Family Guy, and Mike Henry was the voice of Cleveland for the first seasons. I had a night or two with Mr. MacFarlane, which was mm. fun. He wasn't a boyfriend, per se. <laughs> but he was a friend with benefits. There were some nights of karaoke, let's just say. Hmm. Enough said, I guess. Uh, changing the subject, you know, I always like to ask people, what are you watching when you do sit around? I like to go high-low, right? High Saltburn. I just watched the Julia Roberts End of the World Mahersha Ali movie. Which I liked. Um, I did too. And Jim didn't like it. Huh. The thing I said about that movie is it's scary because it could happen tomorrow. 100% correct. But I watch everything on Bravo. I'm a real housewife aficionado obsessed. But no, like what we do in the shadows. We love Schmigadoon. Oh, that's great show. We loved Murders in the Building, even though it was super nerdy and not that highfalutin, but wasn't it great? Yeah, it was. It was fun. Yeah. And listen, don't you ever stop doing your reviews. I take them very seriously. Oh, my goodness. Well, bless you. While we're doing uh, kudos back and forth, I have to thank you, and I'll try to get a picture to put online. When my Dirt Woman documentary came out, you made the wonderful little Coke bottle cap Dirt Woman yes. necklaces that I gave away to people as prizes. And those were wonderful. They were so sweet oh. of you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Now, earlier you mentioned Kelsey Grammer. What's the deal behind that? One of my gays worked for Kelsey at Paramount when Kelsey had a deal at Paramount. So I went to two of Kelsey's Christmas parties that were just the employees. So I would sit at a table with 10 other people and Kelsey and Camille Grammer were two of them. He was great. He was sober and I felt weird about drinking. I remember one time I got a martini in front of him and he was like, oh, the olives. <laughs> I said, you can't have my olives. He goes, no, but I can get a glass filled with olives. We happened to walk out at the same time to the valet and he liked my Jeep Wrangler and I thought I was so cool. He was just being polite. He was, yeah, he's not trying to get in my pants yeah. for sure. Christine, as I expected, this has been hilarious and fun. We always have a great time when we get together, and this was just as much fun as ever. Yay, and I'm so glad we got to do this, and um, I'm so honored you asked me to do this, and you know, you are one of my favorite people ever, and this was super awesome, and I hope I get to see you in the new year in 2024. I hope so too, my dear. Thank you so much. Okay, love you. Bye. Chrissy Offit worked in Richmond's production community before moving to L.A., where she was involved with lots of shows and lots of people. I'll have pics of some of the people she discussed on the webpage for this show at tvjerry.com. Coming soon. 
in theaters. Drive Away Dolls. This is the first film directed by Ethan Cohen without his brother, but co-directed with his wife. It revolves around two women who take an unusual road to Tallahassee and was originally called Drive Away Dykes. Demon Slayer to the Hashira Training. This animated Japanese import is based on the Demon Slayer series. Ordinary Angels. Hilary Swank stars in this faith-based drama about a hairdresser who rallies a community to help a widowed father and his daughter. Perfect Days. From Vim Vendors comes this unique story about a janitor who cleans Tokyo's cool public toilets. Red Right Hand. Orlando Bloom is the latest actor to take on the revenge action mode with local crime boss Andy McDowell. TV and Streaming. Mea culpa on Netflix. Kelly Rowland stars as a criminal defense attorney in this latest drama from Tyler Perry. The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live on AMC. Yet another in the series that will feature the return of Andrew Lincoln and Denai Guerrero, who disappeared in past seasons. Shogun on Hulu. This new version of James Clavel's novel focuses as much on the Japanese characters as the American. Next week, I'm featuring Tom Prunier Sanchez, who's a film location manager, but also has a unique YouTube channel. This is Jerry Williams. Thanks for listening. For more Sister, including literally thousands Thousands of reviews, reviews, visit tvjerry.com. That's a wrap.